Welcome to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. Let's get inspired. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. I'm your hostess, Amy Latta, and I'm so excited that you're joining me for the very first episode of Season 2. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I, am, I think there's a lot of interest about and something that's definitely near and dear to my heart, which is Bible journaling. If you are new around here, you may not know that while I do all kinds of crafting and certainly drink copious amounts of coffee, uh, one of my favorite types of art is hand lettering, and that's actually what I'm best known for in the artsy-craftsy world. I have published um, a book called Hand Lettering for Relaxation, which is a workbook that teaches folks the basic skills of lettering. And in October, my second book came out, which is a similar book, but geared for kids ages 7 to 17. In April, I have a third book coming out, Hand Lettering for Laughter. But what I am most excited about is the book that I have coming out in October, of 2019, and that one is called Hand Lettering for Faith. Um, My faith is an integral part of who I am, and I feel like even when I don't try to, it, it comes out in the things that I do. So it only makes sense that I would take some time to share that with you all as well. And, you know, it started out as me wanting to journal in my Bible, and It became something that I wanted to share with others um, how to do that and how to journal scripture verses. And I know that Bible journaling has become really a great popular phenomenon for those of us who feel like we connect with God more when we express ourselves through art and creativity as opposed to um, memorization of verses or um, studying theology books. There's nothing wrong with any of those things or with reading all kinds of devotionals or books or journals or whatever. Whatever it is that you do in your quiet time, but I find that for myself, the most effective way to really feel like I'm drawing close to God is through creativity. After all, God is the creator and he created us in his image, which means that in some way, shape or form, you and I are created to create. All of us express that in vastly different ways. Um, My dad was a bricklayer for years before he retired, and he would express it through the things that he built with his hands. And, you know, he didn't see it that way, but I could see it in the things that he created. Um, So, you know, however it is that you express your creativity, when we do that, it's connecting with that part of ourselves that is like the one who made us, which is a pretty cool thing when you think about it. So today, I wanted to give you all just a few tips for if you want to get started trying Bible journaling. Basically, um, you don't need any special fancy supplies. You don't need any super skills. Um, My fourth book, like I said, is going to be geared toward helping folks uh, to start with Bible journaling and to feel like you can um, write in lots of different fonts and you can illustrate. I have chapters on illustrating lions and lambs and armor and shields and things like that, uh, fire, things that are biblical imagery that we hear repeated over and over, the chalice and the bread, that kind of stuff as well as some things that help us to channel like that um, ancient manuscript um, altar Bible type of feeling, things like old style calligraphy and drop caps and gilding and illumination and all kinds of embellishments like that. So it's a really fun book and it was a lot of fun to put together. Um, but I actually just turned in the manuscript for that to the publisher today, which is a huge deal. So 
I am celebrating that. Um, but in the meantime, I don't want you all to have to wait until October to get your hands on that book and get yourself started. Um, one of the things that I stress in the beginning of the book that I want to stress to you today is that, you know, I never want you to let a lack of resources or supplies or anything like that stand in your way of starting to express yourself and your faith through creativity. So today, I just wanted to give you a basic rundown of some supplies that you're going to want to have handy and some resources, places you can go, and a quick Bible guide um, if you're interested in a journaling Bible so that you have a place to get started. And then hopefully, um, you know, if you're interested, when my book comes out in October, it's going to be called Hand Lettering for Faith, and you can grab that then and just build on your skills because you will have already gotten a good start. Um, There's also other great resources out there even now. Um, You can go on Instagram and follow Handlettered Truth. You can follow the hashtag um, Handlettered Truth or, you know, any of the others that are like that, that are faith-based. And you can get all kinds of visual inspiration. You can follow hashtag Illustrating Bible and you'll see great things that other people are doing. But basically, Bible journaling is just the art of taking scripture or, excuse me, biblical truth and illustrating it using hand lettering, embellishments, little illustrations and pictures, backgrounds, patterns, anything that you like. It's using art to make Bible verses and Bible truths come to life. So as you do that, um, like I said, you don't need to have any special super fancy supplies. You can start out with whatever markers you happen to have at home. You're also going to want a pencil with a good eraser. I definitely recommend the Tombow Mono erasers. There is one called the Tombow Dust Catch, which I particularly love when I'm Bible journaling because it really does um, catch the, the fibers of the eraser. You know how when you erase it gets all messy and you get the little pieces everywhere all over your page or your desk or your favorite chair and um, the dust catch prevents that from happening in a big way. So I definitely recommend that eraser. It's kind of silly, I guess, to have a favorite eraser, but I totally do. I'm just (laughs) a nerd like that. Um, But you need your pencil and your eraser. If you want to um, be precise, you can have some kind of a straight edge, like a ruler or just the edge of a book, something like that, that you can draw straight lines with. Um, Because what I like to do is I sketch in pencil very, very lightly on my Bible page, and I... um, I kind of plan out a thumbnail sketch or a design grid that's where I'm going to put my words, and I sort of sketch in the positions of my letters. I don't do the detail. I don't do all the fancy lettering, but I kind of just put each letter where it's going to go, because if I don't, I find that it's not centered or the design just looks off um, if I wing it. So I've learned, because I'm if you know me at all, you know that I'm not the world's most patient person. And I'm the one who like, if we're painting the room, I don't even feel like taping things off. I just want to grab a roller and go. And um, my husband's the one that comes behind and is like, no, 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 we have to prepare correctly. So it looks good when we're done. And I resist that. But I have learned in my lettering, especially when I'm doing it in my Bible, and you know, you can't really erase it when it's done in marker. Um, I've learned that it's worth the extra prep step 
to make sure that everything looks the way that I want it to look when I'm done. So you're going to want um, your pencil eraser and straight edge, and then you want whatever markers you have on hand. I will say that permanent markers tend to go through Bible pages, as well as if you're um, choosing not to do it in a Bible, if you're using a journal or a sketchbook or something like that, um, permanent markers just really aren't your friend because they are um, they bleed through. And even if you have thicker paper, um, they're going to go through and you're not going to like the way it looks on the other side. I have found personally um, that I like to use Tombow um, mono drawing pens because you're going to want some that have a fine tip. You're going to want something that you can do for outlines and for, you know, outlining letters, for drawing your embellishments and pictures and things like that. Um, so I like to have fine line markers like the Tombow mono drawing pens, or if you have the Sakura Micron pens, they're the same thing. Um, Faber Castle makes drawing pens. Basically, um, most of the time, these are labeled with numbers based on how many millimeters they're tipped are. So the most common is for you to be able to get them in a pack where you get a 01, a 03, and a 05, which gives you like a super fine, a fine, and a medium kind of line. Um, Faber-Castle labels theirs extra small, small, and medium, but it's the same thing, same sizes. So you're going to want to get your hands on some set of drawing pens. These are not super expensive, and you're really going to like them a lot. Um, They're a lot nicer than some of the markers that you may have on hand because they're made for drawing and for doing detail work like that. They also do not bleed through Bible pages, which I think is awesome. Um, All the things I'm going to recommend to you will do what's called shadowing, which means when you turn your Bible page you will be able to see that there's something on the other side of the page, but honestly, you can see that there's printed text on the other side of the page too. It's just going to create a shadow that lets you know that something is there rather than it being a blank space on the page. So it will shadow, but it will not bleed through. Um, For brush lettering, if you're going to do brush hand lettering, I recommend um, the Tombow Fudenosuke is my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite ever pen. Um, it used to come only in black and gray. Now it's available in 10 colors. You can get red and pink and orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, and brown, as well as the black and gray. And they are my favorite pens in the whole wide world for brush lettering. I highly recommend them. You can get them on TombowUSA.com. You can get them on Amazon. Um, If you go to, I have a page, it's um, Amazon.com backslash shop backslash Amy Latta Creations. And I have links to all of these things that I'm recommending. And I'll repeat that for you a little bit later on. But if you're interested in actually going and ordering them, that way the links are all gathered in one place. So you can just kind of go to that page and shop from there. That being said, I do get a little commission from that. Um, It goes to support the podcast and to support the work that I do with my books and with my website. So um, just keep in mind that I do get a little bit of a commission if you happen to order from from there. Other things that I recommend, um, Tombow Dual Brush Pens for color. These are wonderful, wonderful. Um, I don't typically do a whole lot of my lettering with them with the brush end because they're large and I tend to work um, in a smaller scale, but you can. And what I particularly like them for is for coloring. So I'll draw something like a flower or a little whale for Jonah or whatever it is. Um, I'll draw that with my fine tip drawing pen and then I'll go back and color it in using the Tombow dual brush pens. Um, Other things that you might want to have for highlights, a white gel pen. 
I have used um, several different kinds of these. Uh, the Sakura Jelly Roll is a pretty nice one. I just got one for Christmas that I love. It's the Uniball by Signo. And I actually have to add that to my Amazon list, um, but it's very new to me. But it um, it seems even more vibrant to me than the Jelly Roll does. So I've been using that one lately because it goes well on top of any other colored marker that you're using. If you want metallic pens, um, there's Elmer's and Sharpie and all of them make paint pens, which may go through the pages of your Bible. Um, I like the Fine Tip Pen Touch Gold Pen. I have not tried that in the pages of my Bible yet because I just got that for Christmas as well. So I'm not 100% sure on that one, but you can use it on, you know, Bristol board or hot press watercolor paper, other kinds of places that you might want to do your Bible journaling. Um, in a sketchbook, I think it would be fine. It's just those real thin Bible pages. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, let's see. So that's kind of the basic supplies that you want to have on hand. Um, it boils down to fine tip black markers, whatever ones you like the best, a good brush pen if you're going to do some brush lettering, and some pretty colored markers that aren't going to go through your pages um, to color things in and to be able to write and illustrate in color. So the next thing that we need to talk about is probably the most important thing, which is the Bible itself. So when you do Bible journaling, um, it can happen right in the pages of your Bible. It doesn't have to. Like I said, if you would prefer to have a separate sketchbook, a separate journal, something like that, uh, where you do your artwork, that's totally fine. It's completely up to you how you want to do this. Um, but if you're interested in journaling in your Bible, there are specific journaling Bibles that are being made now for artists like us, which is pretty awesome. This was a really new thing about two or three years ago. Um, there was one journaling Bible out. It was the journaling Bible by Crossway. And it was it, you know, take it or leave it. This is what it is. Um, and it sold so well and performed so well that lots of other companies jumped on that bandwagon. So now there's a myriad of options out there when you're looking for a journaling Bible. Um, so I want to give you a quick guide to what you might want. The vast majority of what's available is what I call a single column wide margin journaling Bible. So what that means is each page has a single column of text as opposed to the double column that we usually see on a Bible page. And then the rest of it is an extra wide margin that's been left for you to take notes or to do your artwork. Some of these margins are completely blank. Some have very faint lines that you can use as guidelines or little tiny dots that you can use as guides. Um, there, you know, I've had both and the lines are not super distracting. They're not super visible. So don't worry about that. Um, they actually can help you to keep your lettering straight, which is nice. Um, they are available in a variety of translations right now. Um, you can get it in the English Standard Version, the ESV the King James Version and the New King James Version, the NIV, and the New Living Translation. So that's what's available right now in wide margin journaling Bibles. All of these you can find on Amazon. Um, Crossway makes the ESV journaling Bible, which I have. Um, Thomas Nelson makes the KJV and the NKJV. Uh, Zondervan makes the NIV Journal the Word Bible. And Tyndall makes something called the NLT Reflections Bible. And all of these, you know, they're a little bit different um, here and there in features that they have, but essentially they're the same basic thing. It's that particular translation of the Bible, one column on the page, and then a wide margin where you can create your art. 
my guess is that as this continues to be a popular hobby for folks, um, there are more and more translations that are going to become available. So if your favorite is not on that list, I wouldn't give up hope just yet. Um, I think it's probably coming. There's another wide margin journaling Bible uh, that I want to mention to you, but it is distinct from the others in a couple of things that weren't being mentioned by itself. Um, This is the Illustrating Bible by Dayspring, and this particular Bible is unlike anything else on the market because it is flat lay and spiral bound. So instead of having like a regular binding, regular hard or soft cover, what it has is it's got a front cover, back cover, and it's put together by spiral binding. So the pages flip independently. And when you open it to work, it lays absolutely flat on your table. This is amazing. And I love it. And you can even, which you can you imagine doing this with your Bible? Like you can take the front part and fold it over to the back and lay it so that just the page that you're working on is up in front of you. It's incredible. I love it. And it's um, the most recent one that I've been using in my Instagram stories. I love to share my Bible journaling in my Instagram stories. I haven't been doing it lately um, because of the holidays and because of trying to finish up my manuscript, but um, I do promise that I will get back to that. And when I do, I've been using the Illustrating Bible. It's also the biggest one on the market, which can be a plus or a minus, depending on how you look at it. If you want it to be portable, to go with you to church and things like that, I mean, it's, it's a hefty thing to lug around. It's nine and a quarter square, um, and it has three and three quarter inch, inch margins. Um, the paper is 75% thicker than the typical Bible page, which I also really like about it. It's um, not as thin, and it's nice and smooth, so I've enjoyed the paper that's in it as well. The downside is that it is $99 unless you can find it on sale, which is considerably more expensive than some of these other journaling Bibles that are available, but it does have some of those features that make it very, very nice for artists. The other Bible that's an option, which is, um, I think, honestly, the Illustrating Bible by Dayspring and this one that I'm going to tell you about are tied for first place in my heart. Um, I love them for different reasons, and I use both of them. Um, I kind of alternate between which one I'm using. And this is the Interleaved Journaling Bible by Crossway. And this one is the only one that is not made in that wide margin style that I talked about. This one instead has one full page of text next to a completely blank page. Flip it over, completely blank page next to one full page of text. And that's literally every single page in the entire Bible. So this obviously allows you to create larger designs. You can do full page things rather than just trying to squeeze it into the margin. Margins can be tricky because they're long and skinny. So that means all your designs have to be laid out that way. But when you have a full page to work with, the sky's the limit. So I absolutely love the way this one is set up. It lets me create um, more different kinds and styles and sizes and shapes of designs. And I don't feel squished into a margin, which is really nice. Um, So I personally love the Interleave Journaling Bible by Crossway. So those are just um, some of the Bibles. Um, Actually, I think it's all of the Bibles that are out there available right now that are specifically journaling Bibles. Um, You can also, I know there are Bibles out there that are just wide margin Bibles that are designed for folks who like to take notes in their Bible, and you can always grab one of those as well. Um, But that is sort of what's available if you want to do your artwork actually physically in your Bible. 
So that's a quick guide to what's out there for you um, as far as where you want to do your journaling, as well as the supplies that you're going to want to get started. So I would encourage you to think about, you know, where it is that you would like to begin and to choose a verse that means something special to you. Um, When you journal, there's no rule that you have to journal every single word of the verse. You can do a paraphrase. You can do the lyrics to one of your favorite praise songs if a verse reminds you of that. You can, you know, sometimes I'll do the beginning of a verse and then dot, 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 and do the end of a verse because sometimes Bible verses are really long. So honestly, anything that you want to do, as long as you're doing it to glorify God and draw closer to him, there's no right or wrong. It's up to you what passages or, you know, how it how you want to do your wording. You can use any translation that you want. Like I said, the Bibles are available in all kinds of translations. And even if you happen to have a particular one, say you are working out of the um, contemporary English version, but you like the way that the NIV words the verse better, go ahead and do it the way that you want to see the verse represented. It doesn't have to match your Bible. Um, It doesn't have to match the way you memorized the verse growing up, but it can. So it's totally up to you how you want to do that. And like I said, you can also letter biblical truth. It doesn't have to be a specific verse. It can just be something that God has taught you, something that you know is true. So that is a quick overview of what you need to get started with Bible journaling. So we just need those basic supplies, pen, pen, uh, not pen, pencil, eraser, straight edge, fine line black markers, brush pen, colored markers, and then whatever you're going to use, whether it's a Bible, a journal, a sketchbook. And that's all you need to get started. So what are you waiting for, friends? I would encourage you to grab those things and get started today. And if you create something, I would love to see it. I have a special Facebook group that's called Amy Latta and Friends. You can search that and request to join. I always approve. And then you can share your creations and we can all inspire each other as we see the ways that we are illustrating God's word and using our creativity to bring honor and glory to him. Happy lettering, friends. Thanks for listening to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. For more inspiration, check out amylattacreations.com.